Welcome to the Western Runway Podcast. I'm your host, Janzen Too. Western Runway is a grassroots media company highlighting the most inspiring, gritty, and fashionable men and women of the West. Whether we're highlighting the best Western brands, rodeo street style, or the baddest ladies and gents on the ranch and the competitors in the arena, our mission at Western Runway is to let you be the leader in the Western fashion movement, as well as celebrate the unique taste and takes on today's Western looks. Make sure you tune in to each of our podcasts as we interview some of the most iconic and incredible people in the Western industry. Welcome to episode four. Today's episode is none other than our cover girl, Lindsay Branquino. Stay tuned to listen to Lindsay and I chat about fashion, food, all things Vegas, kiddos, ranch life, and so much more. Hi. How are you today, Lindsay? I'm good. Thank you. How are you? I mean, my days are always better anytime I'm introduced as cover girl, Lindsay Branquino, and um, I say that as this being the first time that's ever happened. (laughs) Well, I'm glad that we get to be your first time to have you on the cover of a magazine, although I'm very shocked it's your first. <laughs> no, no, don't be. And it's it's a perfect first to be my first. I'm so excited and so honored. So just thank you so much for that. You're so welcome. There was nobody more fitting than you. I feel like within, and I don't know, I'm not terrible with the timeline of this, but within the last two years, it seems like uh, your social media and your Instagram stories and you sharing with your family has just really skyrocketed. And because you are very real and open about it, everybody is so intrigued about y'all's day-to-day life. And so what more fitting than the, like the Western world's like true queen um, <laughs> getting to be our cover girl. Thank you so much. You know, it's it's nice to hear you say that. And um, it, that was kind of an, an intentional thing for me. I did not in any way set out to become like an an influencer or be, you know, any type of like Western fashion, you know, face or or anything. But I did kind of a couple years ago take stock and think about, I, you know, I didn't post on social media a whole lot on my personal page before then. Um, And then I decided that I kind of wanted to open up in a new level and make a real connection through social media to people in the outside world that were interested in rodeo or interested in our lifestyle. Um, And so at that time, when I did decide to do that, I promised myself that I would be as real and vulnerable sometimes as possible. And I have just been overwhelmed at the way that people respond to it. You know, it's kind of scary. It's scary putting yourself out there in that way (laughs) and sharing so much because you never know how it's going to be received. Um, But people I've just found have been so kind and so encouraging, and it's really meant a lot to me. No, I have loved it so much. I have, there's been so many moments, but I think personally because of my love and passion for photography, I love seeing all of the pictures that you post of your kids because you truly capture their emotions where I feel like I know them. Like I can see like bears, like just super cute little chubby cheeks (laughs) with his smiles as he's gotten bigger. And I feel like watching lately, like Cade and Jameson coming into their own with like rodeoing and different things, like you sharing their true passion, you can like see the sparkle in their eyes. And so I feel like 
from my perspective, watching you take your photos is just as much as empowering as hearing your stories that you tell. Oh, thanks so much. You know, I do try to, I just, it's just little moments and I, I get this feedback from people that they're like, oh, you know, that's so funny or your life is so funny or exciting. And, and it's not, in, that's not intentionally the, what I'm trying to put out there. I think what I try to do is just share the real moments that probably everybody has in their life. Everybody's kid says funny things, you know, everybody's kids struggle through things and it's so great and like, heartwarming as a parent when you see them succeed or work hard for something. And so I find when I share little snippets of those things along the way that are just our real, genuine, everyday life, um, people kind of connect to it because they're going through the same things in their lives, you know? Oh, most definitely. I mean, I I feel like I relate to a lot of things, like thinking back to my childhood since I don't have children, but like I can just remember those moments with my family and I'm like, it makes me so happy to see y'all's family having like such that close relationship and bond as well. Thank you. Thank you. But I have a question. Has Sean shown up lately since he got his back? <laughs> um, Sean, yes. So <laughs> Sean, who, if anybody doesn't follow Bear, who is the real social media star, um, is Sean is this like I guess you'd call him like imaginary friend that our six year old has who's just his hand it's just like his left hand and he holds it like kind of in the shape of a beak because it's an emu <laughs> and he's always he's always been like a pretty naughty little emu like a little cheeky and always doing funny things and um, Sean did show up yesterday briefly and he started to get in trouble because he he was putting his face in the salsa at the restaurant we were at because he wanted to taste it um so yes Sean did get in a little bit of trouble yesterday at dinner <laughs> I love it I think that your kids have the greatest personality so much but Bear definitely cracks me up and I was laughing so hard when you introduced Sean a few weeks <laughs> And also, um, you made a pretty good um, rainstorm for Bear, too. And I, I would like to know what his final results were about his umbrella and raincoat keeping him dry. Um, he It was very, very funny. And, of course, I love that. You know, we're in California and we're experiencing a drought, which has definitely been hard, you know, being the cattle and farming business. But because the boys haven't seen much rain lately, their rain boots, umbrellas, and raincoats haven't been put to use much. So Bear wanted to figure out if they really did work. So we got out the hose and, and really sprayed him down. And he was impressed that after all was said and done, and I soaked him pretty good there at the end, that when we took his rain jacket off, he was actually pretty unscathed. So I guess we're giving raincoats approval that they do actually keep you dry should you need them. Yeah, and we we had some rain boots get stuck on feet too. <laughs> Yeah, so that's the thing about having boys. Cade just turned 13, and his feet are, like, bigger than mine are now. He's getting – he's growing so much. He's almost as tall as I am. I wasn't prepared for that as, as somebody who just grew up with sisters. I thought I'd have more time before I had a son the same size as me. Um, and so he he ran out to do chores one night, and he stuck my rain boots on, like my muck boots, and then – they were like suctioned onto his feet and we could not get them off for the life of us. So I guess my boots are safe again. He won't be borrowing those anymore. No, next will be Jameson will be taking them from you. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, well, we all love your family and getting to follow along with them. And we're so excited for all of the readers to read your story that you and Kelly 
um, did, and it is so wonderfully done. I think she covered so many aspects of your life, and I don't want to give too much away on that, but I feel like this is an opportunity for us to dive a little bit more into fashion um, because you talked a lot about your life and rodeo and you and Luke and the family and that and touched on your store. But I want to know what trends you're loving right now and kind of what you're seeing in the fashion world or even mainstream that you want to bring over to the Western world. Yeah, um, you know, there are definitely specific trends that I personally really love. One of the things that I would have to say that's exciting to me um, in fashion that I'm seeing just overall, um, no matter, you know, what little subgenre of fashion you're talking about, is that when I go to markets to buy from my store or I'm looking at inspiration other places, right now in fashion, there is very much like an anything goes philosophy. We're not seeing one overall trend um, just totally take over, which I think in the past, you you really see. It's like there's one thing that you see everywhere. And, of course, there are trends that are kind of like popping up and, and you know, more people are doing or not. But, like, specifically, take denim, for example. Um, for a while, it was all about the skinny jean, right? That's what you saw everywhere. <clears throat> just, like, everybody was wearing that. And now you're doing that. You're doing a straight leg. You're doing a super wide leg. You're doing high waist. You're doing like a flare. And it's really kind of across the board. You can, you can get anything you want. And so I love that. I love that there's more ways to um, express your individuality, which is what I think fashion should be, um, is highlighting your unique personality through trends, right? Not just like doing the cookie cutter, like, check off the list, like, okay, everybody's wearing blazers, everybody's wearing skinny jeans, everybody's wearing a tall boot, right? You can kind of mix it up so that it fits you and really expresses who you are and not just showcasing what the trends are. Oh, I agree with that. And I um, I also think that not every trend is for every body, as in body type, but because there's some, there's some things that are flattering on some people that aren't our others because we all have our own beautiful shapes and heights and sizes and not only that our own comfort levels of like how much you want shown or not shown too sure there's that I mean and I also think that there's something to be said for just that you're not going to like every trend that comes along and there shouldn't be a pressure to wear it or you know, conform to that look if you're not feeling it, right? Like, if you don't feel comfortable, if you don't like the way it looks, like, it's nice to be able to go into stores and see that there are other options. So hopefully you're finding something for you. Um, but also just that you're like, oh, I'll pass that one and I'll take on this one. Right. No, I'm I'm so excited. I like how you said it's an anything goes because I agree there's not one main thing we're seeing I feel like for a while especially in the western industry we saw only saw like serape and fringe while we saw yeah. <laughs> of it which I love and they should be there because they are staples to the lifestyle or like the history of the western world it's not overpowering and you, you're not seeing it everywhere on everyone sure yeah exactly and I think that that allows people to take those things if they love like like you mentioned serape if you love that like it kind of allows you, it gives you a little bit more room maybe to interpret it that or bring that into your look in a unique way. It's not like as cookie cutter, like everybody's wearing that in a pant or something, you know, there's, you can take it and, and do something totally new with it. And then it continues to feel fresh. It continues to feel reinvented. And that's what 
keeps giving this, giving it life. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Because then you can, like if it was something you fell in love with from the trend or like after even, or maybe you loved it before, now you can take all the pieces that you've added and mix them up a ton of different ways. Yeah. And, you know, I found in my store, so this is something I always tell people, is that if something is never in fashion, if you're not buying something just because it is a trend, so if it's not ever in fashion, then it's never going to be out of fashion. So you shouldn't shop based on what the trend is or what's in fashion because those are the pieces that you're going to have for a season and then they're just going to take up room in your closet or you're just going to want to pass them on or get rid of them or you'll wear them once or whatever. But if you're buying something because it makes you feel a certain way or you have a reaction to it or you just really love it, like we all know that feeling, right? You go shopping and you're like, that's the thing. Like it makes, it gives you a feeling. That's the thing you should buy. Like you're gravitated towards it for some other reason. So those are the pieces in your closet that even when the seasons change and something else comes and goes, you're going to hang on to it and you're going to go back to it time and time again because you loved it for a reason that wasn't just because it was the biggest trend at the time. Oh, that's incredible advice. I've never heard that before, but I'm definitely taking lots of notes <laughs> anytime I shop. <laughs> Um, I know that you are the queen of the last minute packing and I applaud you for that <laughs> because I am the queen of like complete planning. My NFRs are already packed and they will leave on Monday to head to Vegas. And so if you have thought about it so far, is there anything in particular that you're excited that you're, you bought and you're like, this is going with me to Vegas for the NFR? Well, first of all, I'm very jealous of your ahead of time scheduled curated packing. I want to be that person. I'm just not. <laughs> um, and I definitely, I tried this year to start a little bit more ahead of time. So I do have a few things that I'm really excited about um, that I've kind of like pre-packed. I mean, they're not like officially in a suitcase or anything, <laughs> but I know that they're going and kind of have a couple outfits planned, which I'm very excited about. Um I'm really loving looser silhouettes um, on the bottom, like in pants and jeans. So I'm taking some of those with me. I always love jumpsuits because it's like a one and done type of thing. You don't have to think any any further about it. Yes. <laughs> um, and then I am really, I think everybody, one of the trends you're going to see in a whole bunch of different ways this year for sure is blazers. I mean, that's like undeniably a huge thing. And blazers always come and go. The silhouettes change a little bit. Um, you know, more tailored, more oversized. I think you're going to see them, like, worn as dresses, worn really big. Um, I have, which I hope I can say this, is that uh, I have a men's blazer or two that I've thrown in mm -hmm. because I like that kind of oversized look, and one of them may be making an appearance in Western Runway. <laughs> oh. Yeah, so, um, so I'm very into that. So those are the things that I know are set aside that will be coming to Vegas with me. And then do y'all drive or do y'all fly? Because I know, I'm, I mean, I'm not great with um, West Coast geography. Like, <laughs> all are from Las Vegas. So what y'all's trip look like? So blessedly, we get to drive. And I say that because I can't even imagine having to fly with the suitcases <laughs> that I pack. I'm also not just a last-minute packer, but an overpacker. Uh, oh, I really, yeah, I try to rein it in, but I'm not so good at it. So this way I feel like I don't need, I can bring all the boots I want. I don't have to just bring a few pairs. <laughs> yeah, they, um, 
the produ- production company that hauls my luggage out for me, they like to pick on me, which I didn't go as overboard this year, but in 2019 <laughs> headed to the NFR, I had like six big plastic totes and one of them was just for my shoes. And I think the final count was like 63 pair that I sent out there. <laughs> you are making me feel so much better at one pair of shoes at a time. So when Luke tries to give me flack about, how many yeah. pairs of shoes I've packed? I will just throw that number out there, and then I will he'll feel better about mine. Be like, oh well, okay, well you're not bringing sixty three. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I mean this is also coming from the man who has worn the same style of jeans for the last twenty years. No exaggeration. So yeah, and it got you into some carpenter jeans also. <laughs> oh, I know, and I just. When those started becoming a thing this year, like actual trends, you know, lines I buy for my shop are show, were showing carpenter jeans. And I just remember the first time I saw them at market and I was like, oh, no, I am going to have to eat all my words now, aren't I? It was just like the biggest slice of humble pie when those started becoming the thing. Who hired Luke Branquino to be the director? <laughs> like, like, who did he pay off to make this happen? <laughs> Oh, yes. But the look on his face was pure joy seeing you in those jeans. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It really was. Like, if I knew that that would make him that happy, I probably would have slipped on a pair a, a year or two ago because he was, like, over the moon. I mean, for some guys, you know, you need a mini skirt and some heels at him. Nope. Like, you, you put me in a pair of carpenter jeans, and he is, just like, happy as a clam. <laughs> yes. So with y'all getting to drive out, does that mean you're going to make a special batch of your uh, Instagram viral cookies? Oh, my gosh. You know what? I should. I had not thought of that. The only problem is I'm not sure that they're going to make last a seven-hour drive <laughs> to Vegas. Like seven minutes. But yeah, they really don't last very long. Those cookies, maybe I'll have to make like a double, triple batch or something, but <laughs> – or, or I'll have to, like, hide them under a pair of shoes, hide them from myself or something so that they can come out. I do – I feel like I owe you and quite a few other people at least one or two cookies. I have made that recipe so many times, um, and the spoon squish does make it because I did make them one day and kind of got in a hurry after I took them out of the oven and was, like, busy doing something and got sidetracked and didn't get to give them the good squish after And they were so great, but that squish, it just makes them perfect. It's a game changer, right? Who would have ever thought? But it's like, it's the the magic trick. I'm convinced that those spoons are a magic wand. I agree. I'm here (laughs) with that, and I will be wielding my magic wands every time I make cookies from here on out. And (laughs) on different recipes, and every cookie it works on. It does. It definitely does make them. And I've heard a couple people are like, you know, I just drop the cookie sheet and it knocks the air out. And I, it's just not quite the same. It's the spoons for me. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And so I'm excited. I'll give a little bit more information of things that we've talked about. We're going to have you on the talk show Foundation of the West with Mackenzie Kimbrough and a few other rodeo wives and girlfriends within the industry. And I'm so excited to, I feel like that's just, something that so many people are interested in. They get to see the Cowboys front and center throughout the year and Cowgirls as well on different TV channels and interviews. But there's a lot of things that the wives have to do and sacrifice with like staying at home or being on the road raising kids, whether that's homeschool or getting to stay home and be part of sports. And so showcasing that side of the life as well. Yeah. And, you know, that was, 
And that was, a, like I was saying, a huge driving force in me opening up in a different way is just sharing our lifestyle, sharing our lifestyle from my perspective. And then that kind of also evolved into the section of my blog called Companion Path, where we shared stories of rodeo wives and girlfriends, because I, I don't think it gets talked about a lot. And these guys are out there like accomplishing amazing things and have such incredible talents. And that should for sure be celebrated. But every one of them, whether it's a wife or a girlfriend or moms or dads or whoever is back home supporting them. I think that's the thing about rodeo cowboys is they, you know, almost universally have these really great support systems. And so I just wanted to kind of celebrate that, highlight some of those stories. And then, you know, not just that, but also so many of these women are doing like really amazing things. They have amazing careers. They have amazing accomplishments of their own. Um, and so I just kind of wanted to like shine a light on that a little bit uh, as a different, you know, a different look at rodeo. And I think I love rodeo so much. It's it's in my blood. It's in my heart. It's part of who I am. And so anything I can do to get it in front of people um, and share about it and reach a wider audience or more people, uh, I'm so happy to be able to do. I love that so much. I think it does take passions of all kinds and showcasing different sides of the industry for people to really appreciate it, especially if they weren't raised in the Western world. Like to show yeah. that we really are a big family. Everybody is cheering for each other and you become friends, even if it's via social media now or like getting to see each other at different rodeo performances throughout the year. We're all out here, you know we you know the struggles if you're with someone that's rodeoing like the highs and the lows so we are cheering for each other all throughout the year yeah absolutely that's one of the things that i love so much about it it does become like a family it really is a community and it's such a unique lifestyle um a professional rodeo cowboy it's such a unique lifestyle and it's really hard to understand or kind of grasp like the intricacies and the inner workings and and so i guess i just kind of wanted to give like a little bit more of like a behind the scenes like this is what really goes into it this is what these guys are really sacrificing these this is what these women or these families are really sacrificing um that goes into it i just i was so i was so impressed at how many women were willing to share their stories and i hope i know that there's a lot more out there and i hope to be able to continue to do it i hope that you do too because i have <laughs> reading your companion path blogs and learning more about the other women and kind of, like you said, the careers that they have and their lives outside of rodeo and what they're doing. I mean, some, so many of them have accomplished so much or are carving their own path to accomplish so much in the future by starting their own businesses and just really achieving greatness. Yeah, you said it so well. <laughs> Okay, we're close to getting this wrapped up, and I have two questions that I ask at the end of every episode, and I feel like we're at a great spot to lead into those. So my first question is, what is the best piece of advice you have ever received? Oh, my gosh. Just like life advice? Any advice. <laughs> Any advice. Um, I guess it's the thing that I keep telling people that I wish I had learned sooner, and it's just to not wait to go after whatever you want and do it today. That is very good. Yeah, just not having that fear and just kind of chasing after it like right now. Yeah. 
I love that. And then my second question, and I use the specific age of 12 because I feel like that's a pivotal point in young women's lives because you're becoming a woman. You're not necessarily a kid anymore, but it's that awkward moment. If you could go back and uh, um, give 12-year-old Lindsay one piece of advice, what would you tell her? I guess I would tell 12-year-old me that um, putting yourself out there and being vulnerable and brave will always pay off in the end. Oh, I love that. And you have been very open about being shy, which is uh, very hard to do. I mean, I, I'm i not super shy, but there's definitely those awkward moments when you walk into a room of people and you're like, okay, where do I start? But I feel like that <laughs> you've um, really helped a lot of people by like showing like, hey, yes, I, I'm still shy, but I'm pushing myself. I'm opening up more. I'm doing more. Thank you so much. It's really, that's been kind of one of my biggest, I don't want to call it a struggle, but like a hurdle. Like I definitely have had to overcome that. Um, and I feel like for me, the first step's always been like acknowledging it, just like outwardly acknowledging it. Like this is who I am. I am shy. This is difficult for me in a way that I know some people who don't experience that, they they don't really relate to. Um, in that, you know, I'm like I'm working through anxiety because it I I feel so awkward socially or things like that. But just being able to like put it out there, like call it like it is kind of takes away its power, you know. So the more I've done that and then found other people who encouraged me through it or have said, oh, my gosh, I feel that way, too. It kind of it gives you a boost. You know that you're not alone because because we're not we we share so much common ground with people and you only find that common ground when you start putting your story out there. Yes. And I love that so much. And I mean, it's like, like I said, you've helped so many people and I love that. I feel like that's what your uh, platform on social media has turned into. It's a place for encouragement. There's a lot of fun on there too, but you're <laughs> such a great encourager of like, letting people know like, hey, it's okay to have these issues. Let's get through them together and we can always do better. That means so much to me to hear that. I genuinely thank you so much. I mean, I feel like you never quite know how you come across. And I do want to be that person. I want to encourage other people like me because I wish that I, I mean, social media wasn't really around then, but like younger me, teenage me, um, I wish I saw more of that out in the world. Um and I think that maybe it would have helped me along a little bit faster instead of sort of fumbling my way through it. But um, so I, I kind of I guess I try to be that in a way for other people is to say you can still put yourself out there, even if you feel kind of like crippled by this shyness. I'm just the person that lays in bed at night and thinks about all the awkward things that I've done throughout the day. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I can I, at least once a week. I still think about this moment in first grade that I can't tell you about because I'll, <laughs> then it would be like a whole other thing. <laughs> well, my latest awkward moment is um, recently I walked into the Kime store in the stockyards and was supposed to be meeting some people down there. And I had been like looking at my phone and looked up and there was this cute blonde girl walking to me, which also looked like my friend, but I was still slightly distracted by the email I was answering. And I just like reached up and hugged her and she was like, oh, do we know each other? No, she was a store employee. I'm oh going to do her God. job of customer service. And I just wrapped her up in a big hug like I was there to meet her. You just went above and beyond, didn't you? I mean, I do love a hug, but I want you to know that also I will now be experiencing secondhand embarrassment for you for at least a week. Because oh. that would do me in. 
I was like, well, um, nice to <laughs> guess. And <laughs> she was so great about it. She was like, well, I'm a hugger. I'm like, well, I'm glad you are because it's too late now. <laughs> I mean, that's one way to break the ice, right? Now you guys can be lifelong friends. There was no going back. <laughs> no, there really isn't, is there? I mean, at least when you, like, wave at somebody you think you know that you don't really know, you can kind of, like, play it off. But, right, like, you know, oh, no, the person behind you. Yeah, maybe you should, like, oh, sorry, I meant to hug the person right behind you. My arm's gotten away. Yeah, just, just the mannequin. I mean, I could have <laughs> the wrong person. Oh, you poor thing. Um, well, Lindsay, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with us. Uh, also, where can everyone follow you on social media or online? And I know that Luke will be commentating, but are you doing any Lindsay sightings in Las Vegas? <laughs> um, I like to keep them to Luke sightings. I don't think that I don't. I think I probably do too many embarrassing things for Lindsay sightings. Um, I I will be with you on what? It's the second, right? Yes, ma'am. Yes, so I'll be with you, you on the second. I'll be out there with Luke because he'll be doing TV every day. Um, I might just pop up on the Cowboy Channel. We'll have to see here or there because they're always so great. Um, but, yeah, I guess I'll just be around. Awesome. And then if they want to follow you on social media, if they already aren't, which most everybody should be, <laughs> and if you're not, take a listen to her social media handles and go follow her right now. Yep, my personal page is just Lindsay Branquino. If you can um, figure out how to spell Branquino, you'll find me. Um, and then my store page is shop.favor on Instagram. Yes, and that's your after your maiden name, and I love that so much. And, yeah. And if y'all, do you still have your horse pins? We do, yes. We still have some great pins, yeah. That they, they say fortune favors the brave. Yes, I bought, I think, like, six or seven, and I've given them to all my girlfriends and just told them, you know, like, yes, Fortune favors the brave and, like, how brave they are and, like, giving them a little note about what I love about them. So I feel like everybody should go buy those and just kind of have them with you to hand out. Like, I've had a couple that have been in my purse and been, like, having a conversation with someone, but they need to pick me up right now and, like, giving them that pin. Oh, I love that so much. You know, we started those pins um and the things that people have, the stories they've told me about who they've given them to, you know, like one girl got one for her mom because her mom um, was diagnosed with breast cancer. And one girl had just like passed the bar exam and was a lawyer. And so she's trying to remind herself. I just like these stories are so touching and they're really incredible. And I love all the places that our pins have been. There's one in England that's run a marathon. I mean, it's pretty incredible, but I love hearing that you use them to lift other people up. Thank you for that. Of course. Well, everybody go follow along with Lindsay, and we hope to see you all around the NFR carrying around your copy of Western Runway with Lindsay in your arms. <laughs> I love that thought. Thank you so much. Thanks so much for having me.